Dan Dowdy, the host of the Built for the Trades podcast, and welcome to this episode all about three steps to attracting and retaining top team members in your business. This is one of the biggest pain points right now that uh, business owners are facing in the trades. And so my hope is that these three simple steps that I shared today will help take your business to the next level and get you to a point where you are influencing the younger generations that we're going to talk about uh, to come into your business. Just a, a real quick reminder about Built for the Trades. We're a community of, um, of men and women in the trades that are just there to do the right thing and really continue the great name that trades are known for doing what we say we're going to do, living with integrity, uh, serving over selling, and really just that hard work ethic um, is what we're here to do. So if that's you, welcome to the Built for the Trades community. We're glad to have you. So let's dive in. So today we're going to talk about why attracting and retaining top team members is a problem in, in, in the, you know, really in the day-to-day workforce today, why we're facing this problem. We're going to talk about who our avatar is and really dial that in beginning with the end in mind. And from there, I'm going to dive into the three simple steps that we can do to attract and retain these team members before we close it out today, we're going to talk about leadership a little bit and the influence leadership has. Um, and then also, I am going to give away a free leadership assessment to everybody listening to this podcast today. So stay tuned to the end, and uh, I will tell you how to get that. So whenever we start to attract and retain top team members in our business, some of the benefits that we're going to see is obviously a little less chaos, but really it's people bought into your vision people making decisions, people um, living by your core values, it will help you to scale your company. It'll help you to keep a positive reputation and culture. And it's also gonna help you to push past these revenue plateaus that we all face when we're growing our trades business. And ultimately we'll leave you, leave you with more profits. So I don't know about you, pretty good reason to, dial, to, to really dial in these three steps in your business. And so by a show of hands, who all has this problem? It's kind of funny I have this on here. That's something that um, I give this talk a lot in person. And when I, when I say by a show of hands, literally 100% of the room raises their hands because we're all facing this problem. So let's talk about why this is a problem in, in today's day and age. Think about the younger generations. You know, uh, when I think about like I was raised by a baby boomer generation parent. And though I'm on the older generation of the millennials, believe it or not, I was raised, you know, it goes baby boomers, Gen X, millennials, and then Gen Zs is some of the younger people on our workforce today. And, uh, you know, I was raised with that very positional leadership. Do what I say, not what I do. Don't back talk. All those different things worked with me as a older millennial. But nowadays with convenience and everything at, at their fingertips, and uh, everything given to them, a lot of entitlement going on. We're dealing with the younger generations in the millennial and the Gen Z workforce that um, you know may or may not be raised with core values, may or may not ever had to work hard. Um, everything's on their cell phone, so they're used to convenience, right? Path of least resistance. And ultimately, when you think about the sports over the last 20 years, it's like, everybody gets a ribbon, right? They really don't know what it looks like to win or lose. And so, you know, I, I conversate with a lot of business owners and managers in the trades 
And we can take one or two approaches to this uh, opportunity that we're facing in the, in the trades right now. We can say uh, all these kids are worthless and they're a waste of time and all these different things. We can be very negative about it. Or we can realize that this is our situation. This is a product of the last 20, 30 years of the world that we live in. And so if we see it as an opportunity and we start to adapt our business, adapt our leadership style uh, to really leading these, these kids well, these people, men and women coming up in the trades well, then you are going to be ahead of all your competitors in whatever trade it is that you're doing right now. So moving forward, that's my encouragement. Stop talking negative about the workforce. Start talking positive. Start looking for opportunities. And I guarantee you these three steps I'm going to share with you will help you in your business. All right, so let's begin with the end of mine. Who's the avatar that you're looking for when you think about a top team member in your trades business right now? I ask this question all the time when I'm giving this talk. And really what it, what it boils down to is either 25 to 35 or 30 to 40 is that Andrew age. So it's really in that, you know, millennial Gen Z generations, right? The younger generations is what we're talking about. That's who we're looking for. Um, so when we think about leadership as influence, I'm going to talk more about that and really the, the impact that social media can have on influencing these people. But starting with the end, you start to think about this person's, let's just say he, he or she is 30 to 40. I want you to get out a notepad and just ask yourself, like, what type of hobbies does this person have that I'm looking for? You know, does this person have a family or no family? Um, you know, even down to the proximity of your, your current shop, like, who are you looking for? Because you start to ask yourself those questions, you can start to really dial in your social media strategy on how you're going to attract this top talented person. So the three steps I'm going to share with you today as far as attracting and retaining this person, the first one's going to be positive culture. I'm going to break this down a little more. The second one will be career path for growth. And the third, I'm going to talk about technology. So let's go ahead and dive in. So positive culture, culture is a buzzword, just like leadership that's been thrown around for the last 20 to 20 30 years in the trades. And a lot of people don't really understand what culture means. And so I want to talk a little bit about that, but the very first you know, thing I want to dive into when it comes to positive culture is that you know, people 30 to 40 years old that are that have top talent, they want to go somewhere with a positive leader, to, you know, a positive leader, first of all. So if you're thinking about yourself and you're thinking about how you communicate, um, are you positive? You know, and then the very next piece of that is, is transparent leaders. So I put positive, transparent leaders. And when you think about transparency, people want to be, a, you know, these, you know, these people want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And so if we choose to not be transparent, then they're kind of the outside looking in. And so every business is different. You know, every position obviously requires a different level of transparency. But when you talk about your leadership team, I'm a fan of sharing your profit and loss statement. I'm a fan of letting them know how what they do day to day affects the profit. You know, if it's the GM, it's all the way down to the net profit. If it's the service managers or office managers, it's the gross profit, you know. So it allows them to be able to make decisions as a leader and then know how those decisions actually affect the company financials. 
Uh, some other ways we can be transparent as we go down the line is really, you know, we'll talk more about this monthly position scorecard, but having a good set of KPIs, key performance indicators that allows that person to know where they stand and whether or not they're winning or not in their position. You know, that's another level of transparency that uh, we want to give our team members in order to uh, be able to attract and retain them. The next piece of positive culture is core values. One way that I define um, just culture, period, is your core values plus your willingness to hold your team accountable to your core values equal your culture. And I say that because, you know, majority of the companies out there have some core values, uh, but not, but, you know, uh, I would say a, a minority of the companies actually truly hold their team accountable and actually talk about their core values. So uh, if you don't have a set of core values on the wall, just realize that like deep down inside of you as the owner of the business, you have core values that you live by. And those are, you know, you influence your culture based on those core values. So I would encourage you if you don't have them yet, write down your simple core values, put them on a sign, put them on the wall, talk about them often. This will not only allow you, uh, um, help you attract top team members, but it also will allow you to retain them. Um, there's a, a member of my mastermind group that I, that I host weekly that uh, he owns a business out in California. And, he's, and, I, and he shared that recently he has had a ton of applicants for plumbers. And I was like, man, what's the difference in what you were doing before to what you're doing now? And the, and the reality and the only real difference is majority of his ad is just his core values. And so he's finding people that have a plumbing license that resonate with his company core values that are calling and applying and coming in for interviews, specifically saying that I am applying because I've never seen a plumbing company that talked about or had core values. How cool is that, right? So it's a great way to attract. It's a great way to retain. It's a great way to hold people accountable and really intentionally build your culture. And then the, the, the last piece of the positive culture step is really just relationships. The, the millennials and the Gen Zs, you know, 40 and under the workforce, they need to know that you have their best interests in mind. They need to be able to trust you. They need to know that, um, you know, at the end of the day, if all goes south, once again, you have their back. And, and one way I like to look at it is, is it's kind of like depositing money into your leadership bank. Like if you go and you have one-to-ones, uh, maybe you take them to lunch, maybe you go out of the way to serve them. Uh, maybe you help them out in the time and need. Yeah, all, it's kind of like you're just investing money in, in, into your bank account, right? Your leadership bank account with that individual. Then the one day that you screw up, right? We all screw up. So the one that you screw up, you say something wrong, you do something wrong, whatever it is, you don't do what you say you're going to do on accident. It's like you're withdrawing money from that bank account. So if you haven't invested in that relationship, you haven't invested any money in there, you're going to overdraw that account. And if you do that time and time again, then that's the reason why you're turning over team members in your business. So when it comes to relationship, a couple of things I recommend that are very simple. First is sitting down with that person, at least on a monthly basis, making sure that uh, you're just checking in with themselves, on, like with them personally, you're getting to know their family, their kids, their hobbies, 
any goals they have set. And you're actually writing those things down. That's like the very basic of relationship building with your team and will go a long ways. Um, but the other piece is just being there in time of need, maybe taking them to lunch or coffee um, and just and just and just being a good, positive leader in their life will help to build that relationship and ultimately doing what you say you're going to do. You know, um, if we commit to a change in the business, implementing something new, or we commit to yeah, whatever it is, like the worst thing we can do is commit to something, do it for a little while and stop doing it. That starts to we start to lose relationships with people. We start to lose our credibility and ultimately start to lose trust and who we are as a leader. All right, hope everybody's still with me and you enjoyed that first step of positive culture. Now let's dive into uh, step number two to attracting and retaining top team members. And that's really a career path for growth. So not only should we have an organizational chart that's drawn out, put on a sign, posted on the wall, but this person that you're attracting and retaining also needs to know where they fit into that organizational chart. What I do here, Built for the Trades, when I coach clients is I have I help them look out three years of where they want to go in their business. We build an organizational chart, chart structure for their business. And then we start to fill the people for the positions, not the, not the other way around. A lot, a lot of companies that don't have organizational structures start to just uh, really fill, you know, you know, put they really build positions for the people instead of actually building the, the positions first and putting the people in those positions. And what happens is, is there's no consistency. There's no good chain of command. There's no accountability. Uh, and ultimately, uh, growth only equals chaos if you don't have structure. So that's the first thing is when you have a good organizational chart, this person needs to know where they fit into it now and where they can grow into it for the future because I guarantee you it's going to attract and if it's used properly for the future, it's going to retain these team members. Only if you're consistently building that relationship, consistently talking about it, consistently setting goals with them, and then following up and making sure that you are commit doing to whatever it is that, that, that you're committing to doing. Because anytime you stop doing that, you start to lose credibility and ultimately you're going to lose that person as your team member. The next thing is, is, um, you know, a position agreement, knowing what's expected of them in writing, is going to be really important when it comes to retaining these team members. And the very next piece of that is having a position scorecards, the KPIs, the key performance indicators that says that they are doing a great job and tying some kind of bonus plan to that to where you're sitting down with them on a monthly basis, going over those six KPIs on their scorecard, you know, coaching them in any areas they need coached on, encouraging them in any areas that they're, that they're doing well, and then really using that as a tool to connect and to help them grow in whatever position they are in in your business. So if you're missing either a position agreement or a scorecard, that's another great, some great tools to, um, to, to use for growth in your business. And Last but not least, training, coaching, and mentoring uh, these top team members to advance their career towards their goals. Uh, I talk a lot about the difference between training, coaching, and mentoring, and I'll break it down uh, short and sweet here in this podcast, but training is telling somebody something for the first time. 
You know, a lot of times in business, we just tell people the same thing over and over and over and over again. We're wondering why it's not getting to their head. And the reason why is because we just keep telling them it's, it's a conscious way of learning goes in one ear and out the other. So once we tell them something, also known as training them, we need to step into the coaching role where now moving forward, we're actually asking questions, getting them to think, getting them to come up with the answers that becomes subconscious. That's down deep inside of them. You know, they already know the answer. So instead of giving them the answer again and making them dependent on you, you're going to ask them questions, get them to come up with the answer and start to make them independent because top team members want to have a sense of independence, right? They want to know what's expected of them. They want to know what it looks like to win. And they also want to know that they can make these key decisions in the business. And then the third piece there of mentoring that's more of sharing experiences uh, that you've had in your past in hopes that it's going to better that person for their future. And mentoring relationships, I, you know, it's something that's done in small batches. You're not going to mentor everybody in your business, but the people who are top talented, who you're looking for leadership roles in your business, those will be the people that I would sit down with and start to mentor now. So that way, whether you're ready for that position now or three months from now or three years from now, that person's ready to go whenever you're ready to go. All right. So the third piece is technology. And, you know, the first bullet point I want to talk about is really just social media. You know, when it comes to influencing people on social media, the outlook needs to be about, hey, we're posting and we're talking directly to our ideal avatar that wants to come to work here. If you haven't listened to the episode with Levi Taurus, I encourage you to go back and listen to that podcast interview I did with him. They're doing that great there at High Five Plumbing. So what we wanna do is we wanna show that our sense of community, right? Not only internally, but externally, we wanna show that we have company events. We wanna show that we have teamwork. We wanna show that we have training going on. Uh, on a weekly basis, all those different things start to influence that top talented team member, right? And it really starts to, like, I want you to see it as like, every time they see that social post come through, they're at least know you exist and they're thinking about it, right? Man, my company doesn't offer that. Wow, Ooh, that, that looks awesome. Man, look at how much fun they have, right? And they're starting to think about that. And what happens is one day they'll have a bad day at work and they're going to go to your website. They're going to go to your Indeed ad. They're going to go to one of your landing pages to apply. They may even message you on social media. But if we have zero social media presence or if we're just hiring somebody that's posting generic pictures and coupons to our customers, then we're really missing the opportunity to attract these top team members. And then ultimately, you know, community events, company events, teamwork, training, all that also uh, will help you to retain that team member once you have them in-house. Uh, the next piece of technology is, you know, I mean, really just having an iPad, having the proper um, devices really creates, you know, having the right CRM program in your business where they can do estimates, do invoices virtually. It, but what it does is it, it actually creates efficiency and sales opportunities. So if I'm a top team member and I want to come to work for you and you're still doing paper invoices, I that that may be a deal breaker for me just because it's slower. Um, I may not enjoy writing. You know, I may have a certain presentation that I like to give the customers that I do on iPads or some kind of mobile devices that really helps me to make 
you know, make higher sales is the bottom line. So um, technology creates efficiency and sales opportunities. And then as you think about technology in your conversations, if you hear yourself or people on your team saying, well, this is the way we've always done it, right? That's the time that you need to question, is this the right way of moving forward? Because if you're listening to this podcast and you've listened this long, you probably have a little issue with attracting and retaining top team members in your business. And so you have to really think about all the things you do technology-wise and make sure that your technology is up to par with attracting anybody 40 years old and younger in your business. And if it's not, then now's the time to start setting goals for the future and making sure that you are equipped and ready to go to attract and retain these top team members. So just a quick recap, the three steps are positive culture, a career path for growth and technology. So let's go ahead and dive into leadership a little bit. And, um, and then I'm going to share this link for this free leadership assessment. So I want to go back to the very beginning of the podcast when I said, uh, you know, we can choose to see attracting and retaining top team members as a problem and nobody wants to work and negative, negative, negative. Are we going to choose to see this as a positive opportunity that this workforce is who we have to work with? Right. And we can choose to change our adapt our leadership, adapt our culture and really adapt the way that we are reaching out and attracting these people. So your thoughts will lead to your words, will lead to your actions, and ultimately it's gonna to lead to your results. So the first thing in leadership is you attract who you are. Positive attracts positive, growth attracts growth, negative attracts negative. I can just go on and on. So the best place to start is working on yourself. And in doing so, it's knowing yourself to grow yourself is something I talk about often. And so the way we do that here at Built for the Trades is we like to start with an, a, um, an Enneagram assessment that really gives you an idea of, of, of what type of personality you have, where your strengths lie, where your opportunities for growth lie. And if you start there, study that, take 30 minutes and take this quick assessment, it's going to help to grow your leadership. And if you can grow your leadership, which is growing yourself, then everybody around you is going to grow you will start to attract and retain those top team members in your business. So here's a link. It's builtforthetrades.com forward slash free. Go to there, set you up an account, take a 30-minute assessment. It's free. Get the results. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me at dan at builtforthetrades.com. Um, and, and if you've enjoyed this episode, we'd love to hear from you. Drop a comment here, subscribe. Leave us a review so we know what you like, what you don't like, um, but really help us kind of guide this, this podcast as we move forward. Because here at Built for the Trades, it's all about growing yourself and growing your business through leadership development. Hope you have an amazing day and I'll talk to you later. <music>